Welcome to Bespoke Diaries, today's article is on, The Three Greatest Challenges of My Life by Pramadini Rawl, Motivational Speaker, Social Activist, Anchor, Acid Attack Campaigner at Chow Foundation, Arissa Chapter, India. Survivors and Society, Pramadini often used to wonder, where does all of this begin? How do people have so much hatred in their heart, that they do not hesitate before destroying someone's life? The year was 2009, Pramadini lived with her mother and two sisters. Her father died when she was barely three years of age. At the time, when she was a young girl of 16, studying in the 12th grade, she was attacked with acid. She did not know what she wanted to do, but she had a lot of hopes for a beautiful and happy life. Pramadini had no clue what a surreal turn her life was going to take that she was going to suffer through intense pain and misery for years, before finally overcoming her demons and emerging victorious in life. Pramadini never really understood what she had done to deserve it. The attack and all of that pain. She had merely said no. No to a man she did not want, whose feelings she did not reciprocate. She asks herself, do I not have the right to refuse? Do I not have the right to make my own decisions about my life? Would I have been spared this colossal trauma, if I had made myself go to him despite my unwillingness? Would I have been happy with a man who did not respect my decisions and my choices? People, part of this twisted society, often squarely laid the blame on her. They reasoned that if only she hadn't said no, none of this would have happened, that her being fatherless, meant that terrible things were bound to happen, if her mother had raised her right, none of this would have even started in the first place, there was no purpose left to her life with her scars now, and that it was better to kill herself off. Not once does anybody stop to ponder the wisdom of being married to a man, who treated a woman he barely knew with such utter brutality. Not once does anybody question the hypocrisy of a society, where a woman is exploited and traumatized if not under male protection. Not once do they applaud the woman who raised three daughters all on her own. In spite of constant scrutiny, slander and judgment. Not once do they question their own fault in her situation. The attack, one day a group of paramilitary men came to the areas adjoining Pramadini's college, and in this group, there was this man. He saw her walking outside the college, and it was then that he decided that he had fallen in love with her. She was certain it was not love, it was insanity. Forcing yourself into someone's life, someone who does not reciprocate your sentiments, is violence. He went to Pramadini's family and dropped a proposal. They naturally refused him, as she was barely 16 years of age. But that did not stop him. He called at her home, harassed her family, kept stalking her, troubling her. Pramadini remembers how she used to be stopped, while on her way to the college by him. How every time she stepped out of the house, she would be anxious about being accosted and leave teased by him. One day he grabbed her hand and asked her, why she was acting difficult and not returning his affections. He refused to leave her hand if she did not agree to get married to him. Pramadini told him off by mentioning, how she was not and would never be interested in him and how he was just wasting his time. When he let go of her, she slapped him, all the while shedding tears over this ugly spectacle. Her male relatives gave him a call and after a heated argument, he ended the call saying, 
that if she cannot belong to him, she will not belong to anyone else. Pramodini stopped going to her tuition and college out of fear. The fear of being teased and harassed and groped. Her life had come to a standstill. When he noticed that she wasn't leaving home, he changed tactics. He called at Pramodini's house and apologized for his behavior which he promised never to repeat. On the 18th of April, as Pramodini was returning to her place with her cousin brother, she saw him approach on a motorcycle, sitting behind his friend. Dressed in all black, as she distinctly remembers, he was carrying a bottle with himself. She was shocked speechless at the sight of him. He threatened to say, if she was willing to go with him, else consequences would be terrible. In her shock and fury, she lashed out saying that, she would rather die than go anywhere with him. Even as he was threatening her, she could see him opening the bottle. She had no clue what was inside it. Before she could turn and leave, he started emptying the bottle on her head. Having doused her with its entire contents, he turned and fled. Within a few seconds, an excruciating burning sensation spread throughout Pramodini's body, as if she was being burnt alive. She started screaming in pain, as she couldn't understand what was happening with her. Her hair, skin and ears, they were melting off her body, her eyeballs popping out of her skull. Even as she was being melted alive, people stood by motionless, clueless about how to offer any form of help. Pramodini had to wait for her relatives to come pick her up, while the acid was eating her flesh, searing into her very soul with the intensity of the pain. Her mother tried to cradle her in her arms, when she saw her, but her clothes, chest and neck got burnt in the process. Such was the strength of the acid. The state of healthcare and transport was so dismal, that she had to go 10 hours without any primary care, without even a drop of water on her burning skin. The ambulance broke down and due to an election rally, they were delayed even further. She reached the district hospital 4 a.m. the next morning. The hospital did not have beds to accommodate her. Within three days, she lost her eyesight and went entirely blind. There were 80% burns on her body, and her trachea was so damaged, she could barely breathe. She was shifted to the ICU, where she spent nine long months. In that duration, she was partially paralyzed, and eventually, she had even slipped into a coma. They say mothers are the most powerful beings on earth, and her own mother, disregarding popular opinion, stood by her side and gave her strength to fight, a will to live. Even when her uncle, who ran the house and held the purse strings, forced her to get discharged from the hospital, ignoring her deplorable condition, however her mother did not give up. At home, Pramodini was confined to this small room in the house with just a bed. The pain was so intense, she lost her sense of self entirely. The acid itself had never defeated her. But those five years at home, without medical care, suffering through the daily trauma of dressings had driven her to a state of bare consciousness. There was constant pus and never-ending infections. Chunks of her flesh would come off with the dressing gauze. If she had been able to walk then, she would have killed herself. Those days were such hell, Pramodini wondered, if she would rot and die in the pus and the pain in that room itself. It was the sheer strength of her mother's will and prayers, that drove her onto the path of excruciatingly slow recovery. Her positivity was the one beacon of hope in that fog of misery. 
the hope of healing. The first challenge, walking again, in 2014, Pramadini was admitted to a private hospital, after her mother and friends managed to scrape together enough money, to get her proper medical treatment. That was when she met Siroj, the love of her life. Even as the other nurses stared at her with disgust, he stepped forward and helped her mother and Pramadini, in understanding the situation and overcoming her condition. He converted her fears into courage and conviction and confidence, helping her rediscover herself, and her will to not just live but thrive. His words helped her overcome the pain of exercise and therapy, she finally regained the ability to walk. This gave Pramadini a lot of confidence. Learning to walk again was the first great milestone she achieved. It gave her the courage to defy all naysayers, and challenge her own perceptions about herself. She developed a more positive mindset, and this helped her set out on her journey to achieve all the other goals. This was where Pramadini's journey with Chan began. She contacted the organization after her family researched work opportunities for acid attack survivors, and Chan provided her with just the right platform to spread her wings. The founders and members treated her like a sister, and welcomed her with open arms. She was infused with purpose again. She left Odisha to reach Delhi and joined the campaign with her new sisters. Pramadini took up the fight for the issues most dear to her, like the education, vocational training, and rights advocacy of acid attack survivors, and gained the chance to make a positive difference to the lives of other survivors so they do not suffer as she did. Chiro's hangout at Agra, managed to create a sustainable and safe workplace environment for acid attack survivors, and today they are empowered enough to run the cafe on their own and earn without help from anyone else. Their campaigning efforts bore fruit as they created ripples in policies and legislation. Challenge 2, regaining vision, regaining her eyesight was something that Pramadini had never really been too optimistic about. But fate had a surprise in store for her. All other hospitals in the country rejected her case, saying it was impossible for anyone to operate successfully on her eyes, but a hospital in Chennai, which is the best in the country agreed to review her case. They came to the conclusion that they could operate, but there would be some risks associated with the operation, and the chances for success stood at only about 50%. Pramadini did not think twice. She went ahead with the operation. Fortunately, after few months, she gradually regained some amount of vision in her eyes and can now see, though not perfectly. This was another milestone, another achievement for her, and it bolstered her courage to approach her final challenge. Challenge 3 The Arrest In 2012, the police had dismissed the case against Pramadini's attacker, claiming that no one of that name existed. It broke her heart to know that, while she suffered so deeply, the man who had committed the crime, escaped unscathed. She resolved to do something to change this, lest some other unsuspecting girl fall victim to his atrocities. On the 9th of September, 2017, Pramadini reopened the case. This time, due to the backing of her organization and friends, she received enough support to have her voice heard. There was immense opposition toward the case reopening. People even threatened to kill her. But the district police inspector asked her not to back down, and reassured her of his conviction to catch her attacker. 
the procedure was difficult due to the fact that he was from the paramilitary. But this time, social media helped Pramadini amplify her cry for help. She tweeted to the chief minister of Odisha with her team's help, and within half an hour, he replied to a tweet and arranged for a meeting with her. He was perceptive enough to understand what Pramadini required. He assured her that the perpetrator would be caught soon. On the 25th of November, 2017, the man was caught in Kolkata and arrested. Despite the moribund judicial system, justice had been delivered swiftly this time around, as he has been put behind bars without bail. Pramadini quest of justice reached its conclusion. Conclusion, Pramadini's journey in life may have been short so far, but she has learned so much from the adversity and struggle that she has faced. To believe in herself and overcome all difficulties, with courage and unwavering fortitude. That anything is possible, with love, passion and perseverance. Society mistreats acid attack survivors. There is shame, stigma, lack of awareness, lack of opportunity. But Pramadini had decided to fight this injustice. She worked for the betterment of acid attack survivors in Odisha, so no one will face what she had to, and she already has a team of 16 with her. It is this passion that fuels her now, and that she hopes to help in bringing about meaningful change for souls in need. Pramadini believes it is time to step up and take matters into our own hands. She hopes to be part of this change, right here and right now. Thank you for your time. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share. For similar type of article please reach us at contact at thebespokediaries.com or you can visit our website www.thebespokediaries.com.